Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to be back on the I Believe in Jesus broadcast. And we just want to say hello and send our love to all of our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. And we just want to come to you today with a message that the Lord is inspired by the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that the context of this message today is just telling you that Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus is the greatest name. His name is above every name, the Word of God says. And the Word of God says in Philippians 2 that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Today I encourage those that already know Jesus as their personal Savior to strive with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul and all of your strength within you to love him even more than you already do. I don't believe that we can ever stop asking Jesus to give us more grace to love him. That grace is available, church. The grace is available to do all things through Christ. Grace is a powerful, powerful presence of God. It is the power of God. And Jesus wants us to know and understand that through faith in Him, through faith in the Word of God, that we can come to the fullness of God's life. We can grow up, church. We can mature. It's a lifetime process. There's no one on earth that's going to become perfect. There's no one that's going to become like a little God. But God's Word assures us that His life, His very life, is within all of those that have accepted Him as their personal Savior. And no matter how much knowledge you have of the Word of God, there is no end to the process of God conforming us to his image. But there is the possibility, because it's in the word of God, that we can come into the fullness of that image, that we can mature, that the life of Jesus Christ can fully live through us. It comes with a price. It's going to cost you and I everything, everything of ourselves. But it is the greatest, most glorious thought, amen, to really understand what the Word has given us here. When Jesus Christ was on the cross in John 19 and 30, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. What was Jesus talking about? He was talking that everything... In the spiritual realm, for those that would accept him as their personal Savior, it was finished. All possibility is given to us as Christ's people. We have inherited 
all spiritual blessings. Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 1 and 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us in all spiritual blessings. So we as the children of God absolutely have no excuse to remain living our old way thinking our old way, walking our old way, responding our old way. We have no excuse because Jesus said to the Father on the cross because of his blood that was shed, his sacrifice, who he is truly the perfect sacrifice, that it was finished, it was completed. It was completed. The veil was even torn in two, which represents not only did he triumph over all demonic forces in the spirit realm, but he also gave us believers no excuse to follow after the flesh. Every day we make a choice. Your life, your life here on earth as a human being will always have a free will. He did not take your free will. But he said, Father, it is finished. That means that <laughs> he made the way clear that we, through his grace, can subject our flesh in every circumstance, in every issue of our life, to the Most High God, and flesh will no longer rule, but the Spirit, of the Lord will win the victory as we submit our will to him. We need to be obedient to Jesus. In John 4, 34, Jesus Christ said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. I challenge you today as a believer of Jesus Christ are you about the Father's business? Is the Father's will your very meat? Meat represents a substance that gives you strength. Is Jesus Christ your priority? Doing as the Word of God says, Jesus also said in the Word of God, that whosoever keeps his commandments in John 15, 10 abides in his love. We strive to walk in the love of God, but we neglect to remember that walking in the love of God is keeping every one of his commandments, and humanly that is impossible. But back to what Jesus said from the cross in John 19, 30. It is finished. It is possible only through yielding your every member unto righteousness, yielding your mind, your soul, your will to the Holy Spirit to live Christ through you. It is possible only through Christ to keep all the commandments, and if we love him enough, we'll submit in every way, shape, or form. And this is the desire of the Lord that he bring the body of Christ to that place where they are humble, where they are reverent before the Lord, where they desire his will above all things in their life, that their will is no longer a goal. Their life is no longer 
theirs. Jesus himself said in John 5, 30, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. But I have greater witness than that of John, for the works that the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. Can people tell that your will is no longer important to you? Can people see Jesus in your life? Can they see that your business is to be about the will and the Father's business? Is that priority in your life? Church, this is what we are to represent here on earth. We are God's representation on earth. We carry his name. We carry his word. Oh, how I wish someone would hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying today. We are not a weak, helpless, hopeless, insignificant person on the face of the earth. We are the body of Christ. We are the children of God. And he has entrusted us with his holy word. John 6, 38. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. Oh, church, we need to be saying my purpose in life is to allow Jesus Christ to perform his will day by day, moment by moment in my life. That should be the goal of the church. How carnal we still are. We need to look up to heaven and raise our hands and praise Jesus Christ for everything that he has done for us and that he said those words, it is finished. And we need to understand the power and the glory and the honor of being chosen by God that our souls are saved. Amen. We need the heart of Jesus in us. Again, you can hear the heart of Jesus in John 9, 4, when he said, I must work the works of him that sent me. Well, it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. Is this our passion? that we would be so yielded to Christ, that we would be driven by the passion for Christ as Job was, that no matter what comes our way, glory to God, we recognize that Jesus is sovereign and that it is the will of God for us to walk through trials and tests and that we don't murmur, we don't complain, we don't feel sorry for ourselves. I tell you, church, the church of Jesus Christ needs to come out of the clothing of self-pity, self-desire, self-ambition. The self-life must die on the cross. The seed must fall to the ground and die that the resurrected Christ can live through us. I must, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me. Is that like a fire shut up in your bones? We should have the word of God so alive in us that we have to, if we have to get on the housetop and preach it, then we'll climb onto the roof and we'll speak it out aloud no matter where we are. I'm telling you, church, it's time that we woke up. It's time that we meditated on those words. It is finished. 
It is finished. Jesus said, it is finished. He had performed the will of God. The will of God was that he would suffer, that he would be acquainted with all of your griefs and your sorrows. The Romans didn't crucify Jesus on the cross. The religious man didn't really crucify Jesus on the cross. Our sins crucified him. Our sins and all the sins of mankind crucified him. We owe him a liberty and an honor that goes beyond, hallelujah, human understanding. We owe him everything. We aren't doing Jesus some kind of special favor when we say no to the flesh and yes to the spirit. We are doing what we are called and created to do. When we obey him, we're worshiping him. When we disobey him, we're worshiping another God. Do you hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying? If the life of Christ is maturing in you, then you will have a goal set before you 24 hours a day to do the will of the Father. In John 8, 29, Jesus said this, I do always those things that please him. What a statement. What a statement that is. I do always those things that please him. Oh, church, should we not be allowing Jesus to do this through our lives? To constantly be doing those things that please the Father. Jesus also said in John 8, 46 and verse 55, Which of you convinceth me of sin? I know him and keep his sayings. Jesus never looked for an excuse not to obey the Father. He never thought about himself. He never looked at it, (laughs) hallelujah, as a dredge. Uh, 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 with an attitude, oh hallelujah, of grudging or doing it out of duty. He loved to obey the Father. All the way to the cross, he had the hope set before him that he would finish the work that the Father had sent him to do. John 17 and 4, I have glorified thee on the earth, Jesus said. I have finished the work which thou gave me to do. How about you? I want to leave this world being able to face my Lord and my Savior and say I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do if the work that Jesus gave me to do was just to hand a cup of water to a poor person on the street if the work of the Lord was just to allow Jesus to go to the prisons if the work of the Lord was to clean the house of God if the work of the Lord was to give more than my tenth out of my money. Give a generously. Oh, I pray that I would do it with a delightful, cheerful heart. I pray that if the Lord would have a will for me to go to someone who is hurting, depressed, and down, or pick up the phone and call and encourage someone, or give some time out of my precious little life. Oh, glory to God. I'd pray that I wouldn't refuse him. I'd pray that I would be able to say, glory to God, thy will be done, Father. 
on earth. I'd pray that my time was no longer in my control. I'd pray that reading the word daily, glory to God, would be a love and a pleasure and that I would pray for more time to do it. I'd pray that I wouldn't come before the Lord and say, oh, I'm one of your children, yet my will is more important than yours. Hebrews 5 and 8 says this, though he were a son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Hebrews 10 and 7 says, then said I lo I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will O God above when he said sacrifice and offering and burn offerings and offering for sin now it's not neither have pleasure therein which are offered by the law then said he lo I come to do thy will O God even when it meant he went to the cross and bore our sins remember our sins nailed him to the cross our sins, our choices to be selfish, our choices to go about doing our fleshly will, nailed him to the cross. Uh, oh, I thank God for grace. Uh, I thank God for forgiveness. Oh, I thank God that he continues to remind me that I am nothing without him, but I can, through him, allow the Holy Spirit to mature the life of Jesus in me. I pray that every one of us today would hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to us it's time for the bride of Christ to deny themselves as never before it's time to go to Jesus and say thank you for those words I have finished it it is finished forgive them for they know not what they do forgive them that have sinned Lord is what he was saying. He wasn't just praying for the little group that literally nailed him to the cross. He was praying to the Father in heaven to forgive from Adam and Eve on up every human being that had sinned and for all those that would follow after his death and resurrection that would continue in sin. Oh, and that's one of us, church. And Lord, I thank you for the message today. I thank you that you're speaking to our hearts to rise up and understand that we must be about the Father's business. For you said those words in Luke 2, 49. Oh, I must be about my Father's business. I must be about my Father's business. Jesus went into the temple daily and spoke the word of God and prayed. Are you doing that daily? Are you getting alone with Jesus every day? Are you interceding? Is he the first preeminent love of your life? You can tell. We can all tell how much we love him by our actions. They speak louder than words. Amen. Isn't that the truth? Oh, the Pharisees and the scribes. Oh, didn't impress Jesus by their works. He said the things that they did in the outer were indeed important and it was good that they gave their tithes and it was good that they made prayers. They made many repetitious prayers, but Jesus himself said they had neglected the greatest of all and that was what was inside their heart. For they weren't doing those things in the outward with the right motive of love. They were doing it for attention. They were doing it out of a spirit of religion. And they were really in control of how much they would really do. 
for they're supposed to be God. They didn't even recognize Jesus Christ when he was in their midst. They looked down on him and thought this cannot be God because he's just the son of Joseph, a carpenter's son. They were high-minded. Are we still high-minded? Do we still look at others as though they're not quite as good as, uh, as us? Do we not see Jesus in the poor? Do we not see Jesus in different races? Where are we, church? Jesus said the will of God must be done. His Father's will must be done. He died for every race. He died for every walk of life. He died for you. Jesus loves you. You may be listening and be saved, but maybe you need to repent. Maybe you aren't about the Father's business. Maybe you're still in control of what you will do or where you will go or where you will be or what you will say. Church, it's time to repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. We must allow the life of Christ to mature in us. We must allow the word of God to live through us. Hallelujah. We must show the world that Jesus is still alive and that Jesus Christ was always, always about the Father's business. Oh, Psalms 40 and 8 says, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. Now we can say to Jesus, I delight to do your will. But when he asks us to do something that brings us out of our comfort zone, do we get up and do it or do we hesitate or make excuses? God is speaking. Jesus in us is mature and alive. He delights to do the will of God. Now he delighted to do the will of God in the Garden of Gethsemane. When he made his choice, he set that example. Though it was agony, the greatest agony, the agony that we can't even describe, that even the movie The Passion cannot really capture on picture, agony that there is no way any human mind would understand. He was so focused, so determined. He delighted, though he perspired drops of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane when he chose the cup that God Almighty had chosen for him. He delighted to do the will of the Father. There wasn't a bit of begrudging in my master. There wasn't a bit of selfishness or, or dread in his choice because he was always focused on being obedient. Are we, church, are we always obedient to even the small things that God Almighty asks us to do? Oh, my, someone hear the Spirit of the Lord today. Jesus loves you, and he desires obedience. He will bless the obedient, and he will curse the disobedient. Jesus said, I delight to do the will of my God, my Father. Righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The Lord is well pleased for his righteousness' sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. Oh, my. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us today. Oh, I tell you, church, this message today moves upon my heart that I must be about 
my father's business with the right motive, with the right attitude. And this, and only this, will glorify the holy name of Jesus Christ. For only Christ in us can truly fulfill the will of our Father. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. What words those are to the body of Christ. On the cross, it is finished. May we face Jesus one day and be able to say, it is finished. <laughs> For there'll be a crown of glory to set at his feet. Father, I pray in the name of your son at the close of this broadcast for all those that have listened. I pray that if they don't know Jesus, don't even know who I'm talking about, that the power of your name has spoken to them and awakened them and convicted them and that they will repent of all their sins right now and they will ask you knowing that you will be faithful and just to forgive them when they come to you with a sincere heart. No matter what their sin has been, that they would say, Jesus Christ, I, 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 for, I ask you to forgive me and I ask you to forgive me of all my sins that come into my heart and be the Lord of my life that I can grow in you and that my desire would be to have a delight in doing all of your will, to submit myself to you. And I pray for the church, Jesus. You're my brothers and sisters in Christ that already know you. I pray that you would release a hunger in their heart to be obedient, to be submissive. Lord, your word said through prophet Isaiah that you love a broken and contrite spirit. You will not ignore, but you will draw close to. I pray, Lord, that you would do a new thing in all of us. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would all have a burning desire, your desire, Jesus, come alive in us right now to be sure that we finish and that we obey in, the, in, in anything and everything that you would ask us to do. We're in the end times, Lord. There's not much time left. I pray that we don't waste one moment living to ourselves. But everything that we do and everything that we say and every goal that we have is Christ-centered. That we do all things as unto you. Bless your people, strengthen your people, watch over your people, heal the sick, open blind eyes, Jesus. Your word will not go void, but it will fulfill your purpose and your pleasure. Oh, God, you are God. I thank you, Jesus, for loving us. I thank you, Jesus, for saying it is finished. God bless you all. We hope to be back with you next week on the I Believe in Jesus broadcast.